There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to Irregular Bitches, the midlife podcast that aims to be inclusive of all mid-age warriors with a mixture of mirth and merriment, a good dose of advice if you need it and served with a side of no fucks left to give and a large gin and tonic. I'm Sarah Kaywood and the steak and ale to my puff pastry is Lou Mitchell. After all, Lou, you are the brains of the operation, babe. That's a worrying thought. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't know whether you were going to take steak and ale. As an insult, not a compliment. It's definitely a compliment. Oh, I take everything as compliment. Life's too short. Oh, how are you? You're right. Yeah, good. Thank you very much. How are you? Yeah, I'm all right. What's going down in your world? Yeah, no, all good, Lola. I, I don't like to talk about time stuff because obviously everybody listens to podcasts at different times. But we're heading for Easter, and yeah. Lola will be home on Saturday, so I am oh, excited. you'll all be back together. Yeah, Lola's Bless at uni, you. So. Uh, now, our guest today is a woman who turned the devastating loss of all her hair to alopecia into something so fabulous and life-affirming that I now have the mantra, what would Lizzie do whenever life throws <laughs> me a curveball? She is the brilliant body confidence expert and life coach, Lizzie Jackson-Barrett! Woo-hoo! Hey, uh, babe! I want, what, what am I to your pie? I was ready to be the gravy or something. <laughs> yeah, the gravy is... Or maybe, now it depends, like, you're, so you're... Horseradish. What about... I don't want to be horseradish. Lizzie, Lizzie what about liquor? Spicy. Well, liquor. You know, like Lizzie, Lizzie's in Loughton. It's close I enough am, to the yeah, east right. end. Have, have a bit of liquor. Do you have, have you ever, have you you ever tried it? You're going to add spice in, Lizzie. You're going to add spice in. That's where I was at. Perfect. You have or tried. you could do what I actually do with my pie and just cover it in tomato ketchup. There we go. Oh, you oh. heathen. I know. Honestly. Judge me. I don't care. <laughs> don't judge here. Trust no, me. No, no judgment. No judgment. Uh, now, babe, I have to... Okay, so I've interviewed Lizzie before for Irregular Bitches. So just to put some in context, Lou couldn't... It was for the Gone Fishing stage at McFly mm. in the Park, wasn't it, Lizzie? It we were was. on the it open air quite stage. It was a surreal experience, wasn't it, really? It was amazing. I instantly <laughs> fell in love with you. Lou yeah. couldn't make it because her daughter Lola got the Rona. So she was isolating. And then... And we recorded it all and I was going to upload it, except I didn't know... <laughs> I didn't know how. I didn't know how. <laughs> and it just sat there, this MP3 on my computer, like laughing at me. And in the end, I was just like, oh, can I just get her back on when I've got Lou with me anyway? And I was like, <laughs> would you mind, Lizzie? She was like, no, not at all. But you were amazing. Do you remember loads of people were coming up to us afterwards and saying that was revelationary? Revelatory? Yeah, cool. Reve- Whatever that word is. Yeah, yeah it, whatever that yeah. They came up and said that was good. Yeah. Um, Yeah. No, it was. And it was so lovely. I remember very specifically there was a girl came over with her mum. The girl looked like she was, I don't know, maybe like 14, 15. Mm -hmm. And she said, um, my mum needed to hear that. She's always calling herself ugly. She's always putting herself down. And her mum's standing there listening to 
this girl telling me that it really hurts her every time her mum says something unkind about herself. And you could see the mum's face kind of changing as she listened. And I realizing like that she went away maybe a little bit different as a result of that maybe not putting herself down in front of a daughter or at all I hope so yeah, yeah it was worth it all just for that conversation it was fab it's hard not to do that in front of our daughters we've all three of us got daughters it's really hard not to do that and I, I I'm a work in progress I find myself slipping but by and large you see I tell her to love the skin you're in and you know all of that stuff and then you need to apply those same things to yourself don't you Totally right. Actually, just the other day, I was at um, a school doing a workshop for parents that was called How to Help Your Kids Be Body Confident. And I did trick them a little bit because all these mums turned up with notebooks ready to be told this is what to say to your children. Mm -hmm. And I kind of ambushed them because I said, really, the thing you need to do is start being nice about yourselves in front Mm -hmm. of your children. And that is the one biggest thing any of us can do to help our kids feel good in their own skin is to model that for them like, and, and to mean sure. it that's the hard bit because like, we can all kind of say oh no aren't I gorgeous I love my rolls of fat but and once we can actually start to mean it and really kind of embrace everything about ourselves that's when I noticed my kids changing the way they spoke about themselves and being kinder about themselves mm. when they saw me just kind of loving myself the way I am yeah I think children as well nowadays have got a different attitude. I mean, I spent so much of my life bemoaning my big butt. And I did it the other day. I was like, oh, my butt looks enormous. And I just heard this voice shouting from my bedroom going, no such thing. (laughs) (laughs) Who was that? Lola. Lola. No such thing. Yeah. Oh, love it. Irregular. Bitches. Uh, now, Lizzie, take us right back to the beginning of your epic journey. How old are you? Do you mind if I ask how old you are? I am forty-four. So you're four years in because it was forty when your hair started to fall out, yes, wasn't it? It was, yeah. Um, completely unexpectedly, I was getting ready for my fortieth birthday party, which makes for quite a good story now. Um, it really does, and <laughs> I found my first bald patch, which was about the size of an egg, kind of on the side of my head, and. Um, I was like, oh my God, what the fuck is that? As my fingers kind of touched this bit of scalp, that's not what you expect. Mm. I remember Mm. very clearly the first sensation was, it wasn't the feeling of scalp on my fingers. It was the feeling of cold fingers on my scalp, which is such an alien Mm. feeling. I was like, what the hell is that? Mm. So that was, yeah, it was really, really scary. And it happened super fast after that. I lost all my hair in about two months. Um, despite, you know, going to all the uh, dermatologists and all the people that were throwing steroids at me in every direction and um, clearly it didn't work. Um, Lost all the hair on my head in about two months and then all the hair from everywhere else in about another two months. So, and actually I cried more over my eyelashes than anything else um, because that was, I had this real sense that when my hair fell out and... um, I kind of I really wanted to still look like a girl this is what I was worried about the first thing Mm. I did after we kind of shaved off the last bits of hair was go and put a full face of makeup on Mm. and so I started getting Russian lashes done so I had these big fluttery lashes and then when my natural lashes fell out you couldn't get Russian lashes anymore because they stick onto your natural Mm. lashes and I hadn't yet mastered the art of gluing them on so I was like well that's it now that's the last bit of me that actually made me look 
girly um so that was yeah the hardest bit of all i think weirdly enough although they've grown back now i've got lashes again so i'm a girl again yay <laughs> yay <laughs> you are all woman to me i tell you um and so i know that you went to, you got very depressed about it initially didn't you mm. before you sort of had a huge perception shift can you take us through that bit of the journey yeah and i really went to quite a dark place for luckily not too long but a while and I cried every day and just had all these awful thoughts about what this meant about me and what it meant about what everyone would think about me and how my husband would see me and how my kids would see me and um, I'd always struggled with my body image and kind of all my life since I was you know 11 years old I'd been dieting and tooth whitening and you know control underwear buying and all that stuff that we do but I really had a hard time with it so then initially what I found so hard about losing my hair is for me it was confirmation of everything I'd ever believed that I was now never going to be beautiful because no matter what I did now no matter how much uh, I know money I threw at diet plans or, you know, whatever else. I was never going to look like the woman that I thought I was meant to want to look like mm. because mm. that woman has hair. Um, so, yeah, there, it was very layered, my depression. There was a lot to it. Lots of, um, yeah, thoughts about really what it meant about me and the person that I had spent all my life trying to be and I now had to give up on that. So mm. what changed, Lizzie? What what? What was your light bulb moment? Um, it really was a light bulb moment. And I don't kind of use that lightly because, you know, I think often when we have these changes, it is sort of a gradual thing. But it really was this epiphany one night when um, I was lying in bed and my husband was asleep next to me. And I was staring at the ceiling in the dark with tears rolling down my cheeks and making my pillow wet around my ears. And you know, it's just like what I did every night, just lying there crying. Oh. And I was crying initially because I'd realized that I was crying for the waste of all my time and energy and money and everything I'd spent all these years putting into trying to look like something and crying that I was never going to achieve it and then um, a voice kind of popped into my head and said but that means you can stop now and that was the moment that changed everything. I was like, what? I can, I can what? Sorry, what? And it's, you know, for me, obviously, my story is quite um, a dramatic and extreme one. But actually, it is the, the message that almost every woman I've ever met has absorbed to some degree, which is that as women, the most important thing any of us can do is make ourselves pretty. Mm. and that that job is mm. never done there's always a next thing there's always like yeah. you know well I've you know I've lost the weight and I'm the size I wanted to be but now I need to worry about my bingo wings and now I need to think about my gray hair or blah, 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 blah. Mm. Um, because that's the society we live in and it's how we're made to feel because then we keep buying the products that you know all the rest yeah. of it and to give myself permission to just step out of that just yeah, actually no I'm not doing that anymore that's not me that's not the life I'm living um I'm just gonna stop it was a game changer irregular bitches I'm completely in awe of you Lizzie because you're the only person I know I think like Lou's definitely in the right she's she's up she's out there somewhere she's definitely got there's hardly any fucks left to give but um 
but you they've all you, they went years ago and i and you own it and actually um, and and you are beautiful but there's an extra layer of gorgeousness because you just because you are you mm. and there's no one more you than you or whatever it is that dr zeus said and i just i, I need a bit of that what do you tell what do you tell your clients that come to you with poor self-esteem? And let's be honest, every single woman listening to this podcast will have poor self-esteem. There's probably not one who does. On some level. Yeah. Yeah. On some level. Absolutely. Yeah. And you know, I don't wanna pretend that I never ever have these wobbles and these worries and uh, all mm. the, you know, there's I drew my eyebrows on before I came to speak to both of you today. Um so there's always you know, it's still there to a degree. Yeah. But um Okay, so here's the killer question that I ask every mm. client that I ever work with. What would you do if you were more confident? Right, that's that's just the, the question. It's a really easy one to ask. And actually, you don't have to start worrying about the how. Yeah, but I'm not, and I can, like, yeah, but just if you were. If you were more confident, what would you do? And then it's really interesting what kind of answers come out because um, it depends, you know, what aspect of confidence coaching they're there for. But if we're particularly talking about body confidence, um, they might say, well, if I was more confident, I would wear skirts again. I haven't worn a skirt for 20 years because I don't want anyone to see my legs. If I was more confident, I'd wear a skirt. If I was more confident, I'd stop dyeing my hair. I'd stand up and give a presentation at work. You know, all this stuff comes out. Um, and then the work I do with them as a coach is like we choose one and we do it. Um, and that's like the scary bit, which is where like you need me there holding your hand. But mm. we kind of we choose it with intention. So it's not just, well, let's do the scary thing. It's like, you know, which one of those would really make a difference to you if you were able to do this without fear? And so if she said, well, actually, the thing I really, really would love to be able to feel confident doing is going out in a skirt. Um but then it's not, you know, I hate that kind of coaching um, approach, which is like, you know, feel the fear and do it anyway. And um, that's not me. I'm not a boot campy type of coach. For me, mm. I the next thing, the, the biggest part of the, the, that whole kind of process really is about putting everything you need in place to help you feel courageous enough to do it. So it might be mm. about, um, I don't know, asking your friends to meet you somewhere for coffee and tell them, look, I'm going to wear a skirt and I'm going to be feeling a bit self-conscious. So I'm going to need you like there okay, to cheer me that's on. So cute. Like, that's so lovely idea. Yeah, that's lovely. It might be, well, you know, when are you going to plan the shopping trip with your best friend who's going to help you find a skirt that you feel good in? You know, someone whose opinion you really trust. So if you don't look good, you know, she'll tell you or, you know, whatever it is that you need to put in place before you do that scary thing. And then the real secret to it is that you do it more than once. Because if you do it once and then you put mm. the skirt away, it remains a scary thing you once did. Mm. But if you keep doing it, um, then each time you do it, you need a bit less courage until eventually it just isn't a scary thing. It doesn't need any courage. It just becomes part of what you do is you wear skirts. Um, mm. And that whole process is something that I kind of developed after reflecting on how did I go from having such low body confidence it was you know in the toilet to hey everyone mm. look at me and my bald head and I don't even remember I've got no hair and it was mm. really that was the process I went through about sort of going out in public and letting people see my bald head and I kind of reflected on well what steps did I put in place to give me the courage to do it so it felt doable and um, that's where my whole coaching kind of process and ethos comes from really from reflecting on how did I get confidence and how can other people apply that to really any area of their life they want more confidence in? And it works. 
Does the fact that, that you're bald cause you to get attention? And I do you think, just ignore it? Yeah, I mean, I think it doesn't draw as much attention as I initially thought it might do. Right, um, that was my gut. Yeah. Um, yeah. You imagine that everyone's going to be looking and staring and whispering and... Mm-hmm. Um, and they don't, as far as I've noticed. And I think there's two reasons for, for that. I think partly it is because um, I'm not self-conscious. And so I don't really draw attention to myself particularly. Because I think if you see someone who just looks really uncomfortable or awkward. Like, you know, mm. I know sometimes you'll see a woman who's wearing heels so high she can't really walk in them properly. And you notice her because mm. she's yeah. kind of teetering along the road. Um, she's not owning it. Exactly. And the woman is wearing these amazing stilettos like marching along doing her thing you don't notice her so mm. I think there's that aspect of it but more than that is actually the realization that actually everyone's so busy worrying about what everyone else thinks of them they're not interested in what you look like they're not noticing you they're worried about what you notice about them irregular bitches we can't possibly not have a little moment and whether it will remain in or whether Addy's so bored of this story already that he doesn't he was like oh really <laughs> but can we please just talk about Will Smith because what you mm-hmm. said Lizzie on Facebook was so spot on mm-hmm. I was like uh, well of course so you, c- tell us your take on the Will Smith Chris Rock Jada Pinkett debacle well we are talking to each other at the moment a week on a few days on from the Oscars and because I kind of have been in the media quite a lot talking about my hair loss and things I've been a very busy girl this week talking to a lot of journalists about this story (laughs) um and everyone wants to know what do you think who was in the right was it was Chris Rock in the wrong for making the joke or was Will Smith in the wrong for hitting him the answer is both they're both idiots but Uh what I I'm really having an issue with is that they are the people we're talking about. No one is talking about Jada and how she Mm. felt and what this story means to her. So, you know, Will Smith comes across to me as a man who has a big ego and who kind of builds that ego on this kind of this role he's crafted for himself as protector of the weak, aka Mm. women. Um, Mm. And so For me, that's the real issue, is that when he was talking about Jada, when he was shouting at Chris to keep his wife's name out of his mouth and all of that. Didn't even use her name. He didn't use her name. Um, (gasps) Oh my God, I hadn't even... Of course he didn't. Not only did he not use her name then, but I've counted. In his then Oscars acceptance speech, where he did show kind of... um, contrition and he was upset and he apologized mm. he spoke 425 words how many of those words do you think were jada none he didn't say her name once his oscars accepted speech where he was talking about what had just happened was about him it was about his role and the way he's being feeling called to step up to protect everyone and 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 it was never once about actually you really hurt jada's feelings and Please don't talk about Jada like that because I'm the one who's had to support Jada through losing her hair. I'm the one who mm-hmm. sees what it means for her, how much courage she's ha- she has to find to go out, to share her journey on social media. I'm the one who's been by Jada's side and that's why I reacted so emotionally and got so angry. That's what he should have said. None of that. Mike drop, drop from Lizzie Jackson Barrett. <laughs> yeah. You're so true. 
boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Irregular. Bitches. Right, so now I'm going to plunder you. We're both going to plunder you. We touched on this a little bit earlier. (laughs) Sounds vaguely rude. (laughs) Over Zoom, right, baby? I'm ready. (laughs) I'd plunder. I'd plunder both of you. Plunder the shit (laughs) out of you. Plunder the shit out of you. Gorgeous women. Right. I'm worried about my little girl. Okay. She's eight years old. She's eight years old. She watches YouTube videos, makeup videos, whatever. To me, they look quite benign. I have to say, she's not. You know, but how? What can I say to her, Lizzie, in this Instagrammable world where she's already sometimes tells me she thinks she's fat and ugly and she's neither. Uh, but what, what what can we all tell our children? I, I really feel like you are the guru expert on this one. And I'm a, a bit of a loss. And also I'm scared. I'm scared for her because I just think if I don't say the right things to her now, I might just accidentally lead her into mental health problems because I haven't said and done the right things. Well, no pressure then, right? Well, I mean, firstly, I think we all need to acknowledge that when our kids reach our age, they will tell everyone that we fuck them up, no matter what we 100%. do. 100%. So, yeah. <laughs> there is no yes. doing it right. Yes, um, there is. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't think I have a definitive answer is the, the truth to that. But I think there are things we can do because, you know, the honest truth is that we did. this isn't a world we had to navigate when we mm. were their age. So all mm. we can do is kind of do our best, kind of put our best shot at this and um mm. imagine really what might have helped us when we were at their age trying to navigate this world that they mm. are faced with um so i think there's a few ways into the conversations that we should be having with our children um i think that we ideally look for opportunities around us to discuss kind of appearance to discuss ideas of beauty and you know things like things that we see on telly there's always opportunities on there on the soaps or whatever else um Mm. but actually even just i don't know if you see some an actress being interviewed on tv just saying to her do you think she knows how beautiful she is like that's a really good question to ask our kids because the idea that this you know beautiful woman somebody is in hollywood who's kind of up there as this pinnacle of what we should be aiming for to have a conversation to help our kids see that actually no matter what we look like um we we still feel like it's not enough so that's the kind of question that can be quite helpful i think um 
there was uh, when I visited the school a couple of days ago to do a parent workshop before that I was also asked to do um, some sessions for their year five and year six kids on body confidence and here's the thing that really really um, struck a chord with these kids that made such a difference so I showed them um, just a few points of what was seen as the perfect female form at different times in history and different places around the world. Mm. So in ancient Egypt, for example, apparently the perfect woman had narrow shoulders, a high waist, um, not quite sure how you make your waist high, and a symmetrical face. Um, In uh, the Italian Renaissance, the most beautiful women, or the women perceived to be most beautiful, had big round stomachs and very pale skin and um, were, were curvy. And, you know, in the 1990s, it was all about kind of being extremely painfully thin, that kind of you know, heroin chic kind of look. That, mm. and, and so I was kind of showing them all these different ideas and we kind of had these discussions about it. And I asked them what they thought um, the list for 2022 would look like. And we sort of talked about kind of that Instagram model look and all of those things. And I said to them, so what does this make you think? How does it make you feel when you see how women have been expected to look so vastly different at different times and one of them said um makes me just think how pointless it all is oh, like brilliant. yes oh. yes that's exactly the right answer that's go star for that child am- how, how old was this child that was a year six girl who um wow. yeah right bright kid yeah. she's got it and they all were kind of nodding they all they more than pointless stupid they were saying this is stupid like who Who even decides at this point that it's better to have a round stomach or a flat stomach, pale skin or tanned skin? Like all of those things have been the ideal at some point and in some place. Mm. Um, So they were kind of saying, this is really stupid. And what happens if you go to all this effort to try to make yourself look like that? But then the fashion changes. So well, and also the other thing about Instagram is that Mm. it's one moment, probably with a filter, probably with loads and loads Mm. of what's it called when you knock wrinkles off your face, all all sorts of apps, whatever. Yeah, Yeah. I think that's that's a route I would go. Just say that that was one moment, and it's probably not even real. So a a bit of reality versus Instagram, you know, going on in your life and showing her this is what mummy looked like here. Three seconds later, she looked like that. Yeah, because Instagram's quite a big part of your life isn't it Sarah oh yeah and I do I mean I do I don't knock out the wrinkles and stuff occasionally put a bit of a filter on something if it's a bit dark but also what just occurred to me about what Lizzie said about women's shape through the ages there's no equivalent for the men absolutely although my research for this talk did say to me that in ancient Greece apparently there was a lot more pressure on men than women to look a certain way um right let's head back there that's where we need to be yeah absolutely where's um where's Bill and Ted (laughs) we need that phone box (laughs) I want to go yeah because they were all they were Greek gods weren't they yeah um yeah I'm really going to I mean I just think it's I mean I'd love you to come to her school Lizzie I think I'm gonna have to look into that yeah, I'm going to have words. I'm not on the PTA, but I'm sure I can pull a through straight. Defo. Because okay. I just think, I think you should be on the curriculum. Yeah. Lizzie Jackson Barrett. Tell but, you know, on. we've got the... Uh, oh, and by the way, if you haven't got the book, How to Feel Beautiful... Just the one. Get it. <laughs> get it. It's right here. It's. I keep it right next to me, don't I? She knows this. Is it, is it still here? Yeah. There I'm it. very impressed. <laughs> Yay. It's never far away. <laughs> 
it is really really good guys Thanks. and you know it's it's important to we've only got one life haven't we this is the thing i sometimes have to tell myself when i'm in a you know cycle of 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 low self-esteem is like why are you wasting time feeling bad yeah because it could all change. It could all be over tomorrow. Well, that, all that leads tomorrow. me into one of my questions because I, I want to hear about um, the one-word confidence booster, please, Lizzie. Because oh. that sounds very powerful. I know. You want to know my secret word? <laughs> I do. Does it begin with a C? <laughs> no. <laughs> That's my secret word. <laughs> yeah, I know yours is. <laughs> right, Louise. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, so my one word confidence um, booster is, um, so it's a free kind of, it's a free cheat sheet that I made for women. It's often it's women who run their own businesses who come to me mm-hmm. wanting help with their um, confidence, but actually anyone could use it. And I, what I wanted to do was to try to dispel the idea that growing your confidence is a huge, overwhelming, um, impossible task that you just don't know where to start. Because obviously, it's a it's a long journey to get the whole way there. But I wanted to show that there are really easy, quick wins that you can make and that you can literally do it with one word. Um, and that word is expert. So the reason that I talk about this is because um, the women who I coach for confidence who are having um, problems talking about their businesses in a way that um, portrays them as the person who knows what they're doing, who deserves Mm -hmm. to charge what they charge, who isn't scared of talking about money, all of those things. As soon as you start introducing yourself as an expert, things change. Um, So one of my lovely clients who um, I know doesn't mind me talking about her um, is um, a lady called Jackie, who is now actually um, one of my assistants. She's fabulous. And so Jackie's a virtual assistant. And I used to see her in networking meetings saying, hi, I'm Jackie. And I really, really love working with PDFs. There's so many good things you can do with PDFs and they can be really good for your business in all these ways. And then after working with me, Jackie went to a networking meeting and said, hi, I'm Jackie and I'm a PDF expert. Mm. And people were like, oh, great. Well, in that case, you're clearly the person I need to pay to help me. Um, And so once you start using that word to describe yourself, it changes how you see yourself. It changes how other people see yourself. And actually, there's no reason we can't do it outside of the business sphere. You know, we are all experts in so many things that we do in our Mm. lives. And... As women, I think we're really good at playing that down at kind of, you know, kind of, I don't know, when we get a compliment, we go, oh, no, 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 really, it's like, it's easy, it's fine, whatever. Mm. Actually, no, I'm, you're right to give me that compliment. I'm really good at this thing. I am an expert at this thing. Um, and it was when I started, I guess, rebranding myself, calling myself a confidence expert rather than confidence coach, that's, that's when things um, really started to go well for me and that's when I was attracting clients and media interest and but it's almost Lizzie it's almost subliminal because uh, so Lizzie said it was an email you had to sign up to mm-hmm. and she and it was a little you, you obviously hadn't done this Lou but there's there, so there were three um there were four slides of Lizzie set, introducing herself like so her you know front of her website so Lizzie Jackson Barrett life coach and 
uh, life and confidence coach lizzie jackson barrett um blah 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 and the last one the fourth one was confidence expert and i and she said which one of these do you like the most that was all i think it was that simple and i was like oh it's that last one and then underneath she's like i bet you said confidence expert i was like how does she know <laughs> it's like somebody asking to take a card it was like a card trick so like, how does she know and she was like because we all want to be we all want to know that that, that our fate i guess is in the hands of experts right Lizzie exactly that people know, feel you know, pleased with themselves to be yeah expert. absolutely yeah. if somebody um chooses to work with you know, the, the sensey expert, the confidence expert, they're pleased with themselves. They've made a really sensible investment in themselves mm. by choosing to work with the expert. Yay them. We're podcasting experts. Exactly. We're, po- we're middle-aged, we're menopause experts. Yep. Yeah, all those things. And, <laughs> and yeah, and after I, after I read that, I went into my Instagram because I vlog, I do a bit of network marketing on the side and I put, and I changed it to, instead of sensey consultant, I changed it to home fragrancing expert. <gasps> Perfect. I love that. There you go. See? Yay. Lou and Lou is a, a you're a you're a hypno expert. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't da- hey, you are. She so she's a, a hypnotist. No, a, a hypnotherapist. A, that's the one. She's not going to make oh me start God, eating my... raw onions or something, is she? No, darling. <laughs> no, she's a hypnotherapist, not a hypnotist. My menopause brain fog's off the scale this week. I can't find words for anything. It's awful. Uh, Lizzie, what's your life motto? Do you have one? Ooh, what's my life motto? Well, the my favourite line from my book um, that I like so much that I actually quote myself in the book. I get very meta with it. Um, <laughs> Uh, feeling beautiful has nothing to do with how you look and everything to do with how you look at yourself um that's my motto um and actually it's not only about feeling beautiful is it it's about everything else that how we look at ourselves is kind of the key to how we show up in our world and in life and in all our relationships and in everything we do um it's Mm. like trying to change the way we look isn't going to get us there Mm. you should have that on that's that's merch i'd Mm. buy that t-shirt I'm on it. I'd buy that mirror. I'd buy that mirror with it. That's it's such a wonderful quote, and it actually, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell that to Autumn tonight because that is that is that something that can take you through your whole life, isn't it? That is that is a life. Don't sidetrack me by telling me to make merch because I will be going on Canva tonight to make pretty pictures and stick them on t-shirts. Do it. Do it. it. I'll wear it for sure. Irregular bitches. How can we be more Lizzie is probably my final question, unless Lou has anything to add. We need to be more Lizzie, don't we, Lou? Oh, for sure. Well, shave your heads, obviously. Obvs, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You do own it. I've I've seen pictures of you with hair. I just look a bit. On on Facebook. And, 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 yeah, I can't get my head around it at all, no pun intended. It's really, I'm just like, oh, I prefer her without. Me too. Mm. Yeah, no, if yeah. my hair grows, I mean, I do have a few little patches that come back now and then that need to be shaved. Mm-hmm. But if it ever properly grows back, I am just going to keep, I'm going to just get immac it every night before bed and tell everyone mm. that, no, no, it's, it's, all, it's not there. Um, but, yeah, because it's part of my identity now. And right. yeah. Um, yeah, it's weird because, you know, when my hair fell out and my world was ending, it's because my identity had changed and it was completely out of my control. Um, so if it grows back, I'll have the same problem. Um, yeah. So, yeah. I'm, can you see I'm avoiding you your question? Re- Be more Lizzie. Yeah, you sort of were reborn. What yeah. I wanted to ask, and I kept getting, because I was just kept getting absorbed in what you were saying. But what I really want to know is, and I don't know whether I know the answer to this. Did your body, 
um, did the confidence coaching and the confidence expertise, did that come after the alopecia yeah. kicked in? So was this a complete, like, what were you doing before then? Were you doing anything like this or was this a brand new start for you? I had just qualified as a coach a few months before right. I lost my hair. So I was kind of doing various life coachy, kind of putting different hats on that were to do with, yeah, various ways of feeling good about yourself, but not quite getting there um, and not really feeling all that authentic in what I was offering and then yeah when my hair fell out I stopped working for a few months while I had a pity party then pulled myself mm. together then felt good about myself and then like oh that's what I can coach people in that makes sense um, yeah. so it all came together exactly how I needed it to um, and I have no. an answer for your question now I can tell you exactly yeah. how to be more Lizzie um, yeah there is one promise that I made myself when I was going through this whole journey of learning to love myself that really mm. is like the absolute pivotal thing in everything that I, I do to feel confident which is making a promise to um, stop being unkind about myself and to myself and as soon as you stop doing that everything changes and it's really hard because we all do it we all do it um but once you make that promise the first step is to catch yourself each time you do it because you do it more than you notice just those little self-deprecating comments the brushing off insult uh, insults no we don't brush off insults we do no. brush off insults. <laughs> the brushing off compliments um just all those things we do where we look in the mirror and we say to ourselves, oh, God, you're looking really wrinkly today or you know, whatever it is. We do it so much. And it's really, really hard to let that kind of positive part of our brain have a voice if it's constantly being drowned out by this permanent chatter about how you're not good enough. And so noticing each time you do it is the first step. And then bloody well stopping just catching yourself going no I'm, I'm not going to say that about myself actually um it's hard but it is doable and then the next step after that is to make yourself say nice things about yourself that's when people go oh god um but that's when things really change so I made a decision to start describing myself as beautiful before I felt beautiful um, and it was a really hard and scary thing to do but I made myself keep saying it and I think I did it mainly for the kids I wanted mm. them to hear me say it but the more I said it the more I started to believe it and the more I said it the more other people started to say it about me um, so that's how to be more Lizzie be nice to yourself basically <laughs> Treat yourself like you treat your best mate because you would never yeah. say horrible things like that to your best mate. Exactly Not ever. That. So why are you doing it to yourself? Yeah. yeah. Oh, Lizzie, honestly, every time I talk to you, I, I just get, oh, I can walk away with a fuzzy feeling in my tummy and it's oh. just like, right, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. Good. Do it. So thank you. <laughs> you are amazing. She's amazing. Oh. Where, where can people consume Lizzie Jackson Barrett? Well, um, they can come <laughs> and consume as much of me as they like on my um, brand spanking new website, lizziejacksonbarrett.com. So it's a very easy one to remember. Um, and I am on Facebook and Instagram and LinkedIn at Lizzie Jackson Barrett, but not Twitter because it is a cesspit of horrible trolling people and I'm Absolutely. not going near it. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I'm on Twitter. I never go there though. I always go in and find about five DMs and I'm like, you know what, I'm yeah. not getting involved there. Um, Lizzie, thank you so much. Thank You're you. epic. And thank you, Lou. Thanks You're epic too. Me. That's all from us. Thanks to my hubby. We have to say thank we you do. to thank you, Andy. Edits, Thanks, Andy. edits and produces it. Bloody loves you, Elizabeth. Um, and also, 
uh, Lizzie for being an epic guest and expert. Lou for looing. I just love saying that now. <laughs> Lou for just being Lou. And Choposaurus for our music. But until next time, Louise. Stay cool, bitches. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.